The Dot Connectors, brought to you by Omnia Label. Welcome back everybody to our first episode for 2023, can you believe it? And we are kicking off with a very timely topic, all things energy, more specifically renewable energy. And I have the pleasure of interviewing Roland Powell, who is Omnia Global's renewable energy expert. His background, his entire career is in the world of energy. And we spoke about a multitude of areas, including his views on the language surrounding climate change. For many years, we've been told the world is going to end, more or less. Is it? We also talk about environmental campaigners and the message that they're trying to get out and their cause, as well as what he believes is going to be needed to shift the dial when it comes to consumer attitude and behaviour and all things energy. And then finally, for me, one of the best areas of this podcast is the three biggest changes slash movements that he thinks we will see when it comes to renewable energy on a global scale. Not one to be missed. So... Sit back and enjoy. Roland, welcome. How are you today? Hi, Lauren. Very good today. How are you? I'm very well. Slightly jet lagged, having uh, recently returned from the States, which I understand you're currently in the States. That's that's where I am right now. Yes, uh, I've been spending uh, the holiday season, Christmas and New Year's Eve with my with my children here in the U.S. Right now in in Boston, Massachusetts, with my two boys who are studying here at the MIT doing their PhD. Wow, wonderful! Well, it's back to a bang for both of us. Here we are in January 2023 recording. I'm delighted um, to be able to sit with you, given your background, which we'll get to in a moment, but for sort of our listeners to get a sneak preview, it's, it's, it's in the world of energy, which, you know, the world has been talking about energy nonstop for all the good reasons. And clearly we enter into a new year. I've just received, I'm very British talking about this now, but I've just received my energy bill for, for December and nearly cried quite literally. And I think it's much more at uh, the consumer you know, homeowner level right now. Um, and as we start mm-hmm. this year, I suspect we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, it, it absolutely has to be on the agenda, but people taking it much more seriously from a business to a consumer level. So I thought it was a brilliant time to talk to what I would deem an mm-hmm. expert such as yourself. So it would be great to just so we can understand where you've come from in life, understand your background in the world of energy, um, uh, including your career up into the present day. Absolutely, yeah, happy to do that. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm passionate about energy uh, already since let's say my my younger age. Uh, I recall in uh, in high school, I was explained. We were explained in uh, uh, in the school how a, a power plant was functioning. And I remember myself sitting there at that episode and recalling how our whole society depends on energy, our modern society in, in everything. Yeah, Industry switching the light on, getting our houses warmed, producing anything, moving the cars, everything depends on energy. And that really started to fascinate me. So I, I went into to engineering for my, my college studies, uh, became a process engineer, process and chemical engineer, but always with a focus on energy. And actually, I finished my bachelor thesis, and that was uh, 
in the last century, <laughs> some 30 years ago, uh, already on the visionary topic of uh, switching an Airbus plane to clean hydrogen yeah, instead of using wow. jet fuel. Because I just noticed how hydrogen is that that one single wonder molecule that can connect everything and that in a clean way. It was probably a few decades before it uh, really could become economically interesting, uh, but it, it was a visionary thing and I was absolutely uh, um, fascinated by it and hoped it would uh, already come to fruition then. But as we know, meanwhile in life, uh, once we're passing a little bit through our decades here, um, sometimes a good idea needs a bit more time to become mature. And uh, as we're hearing the articles here and there now, some of these ideas are getting mm. ever more mature in these days. And I think we are going to talk about this a bit later on as well. And uh, since then, I've, I've never left the field of energy, but really uh, dived into it. I've been working for uh, global industrial corporations, especially on the big consumer side for uh, industrial companies whose energy bills already were massive, <laughs> like you spoke about your personal one, those companies always been suffering with it. And uh, if you look into those big companies that you know around the world uh, producing anything, steel or glass or paper or consumer products, um, very often what is unseen behind there is that their second or third biggest portion, of course, usually after employees or their main raw product, is energy. It always has been. So they've always had the need to focus on those topics to optimize to save, to save costs, to save energy. And then the whole the discussion about climate change up, uh, came up, the whole discussion about carbon emissions, what they need to reduce. Yeah. And now, as you just are mentioning, the same way as we, as private uh, homeowners uh, or residents, are suffering from our natural gas or power bills. Uh, imagine that about industry that has been, uh, that, that is absolutely essentially depending on, on energy for their very existence in, in our countries. So that's where I am. And then I finally came uh, and started to work with, uh, with Omnia, uh, which, uh, which is uh, where we have a big focus on renewable energy. And that is where I can really uh, live into that passion and work and help the world of finding some solutions that will be helpful for the challenges laying ahead. And we're delighted to, to have, you, have you on board. And I guess with your background, you know, you've appreciated it as a consumer. I think it's brilliant that you, what you you were writing about all those years ago and and what would have seemed what uh, uh, it's a really british term pie in the sky actually is now reality and i think you know this is sort of almost segueing into my next question i think we're used to i guess anything in the world of drug advancements although COVID, the covid vaccine probably bucked that trend to some extent but also things around renewable energy taking years and years and it almost just being totally out of reach and I think you know that perhaps is is my first comment is that you know the rhetoric at the moment is this sort of all or nothing it's like come on climate change you know it's this it, the, the world's going to end message which mm -hmm. I'm told has been around for years and it's this sort of scaremongering and and, and I think that's against a backdrop of people want solutions now and and things like infrastructure and solutions you know we are used mm -hmm. to things mm -hmm taking decades really um and you know and we have uh, you know at the this sort of the the all end you know i think mixed in all of this is that we've got you know in the in the uk a group called extinction rebellion who've created mm -hmm. an awful lot of and i'm not going to say fuss if i'm honest because they've absolutely got a valid point around um you know climate change um 
dare I say it, and a lot of them are very, you know, they're doctors, they're teachers, they're nurses, but people are going, oh, they're just a pain. So there's this sort of really mixed rhetoric I find around we need immediate solutions, mm -hmm. yet we don't have the infrastructure. We're used to things taking decades before anybody even takes it seriously. And then we've got these voices that are desperately trying to wake the world up, but we're just going, oh, get off the road or stop delaying the trains, which are all, you know, contributing to the problem. What What's your view on the, 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 the language, I guess, and the stance, this all or nothing on, on climate change? Good point. I, th I think I have a good message, and that is, first of all, the world isn't going to end. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's take that as a, as a first message. Good. <laughs> the second message is the, the world is going to change, and that drastically, mm -hmm. and in, in many cases, not for the better, but rather for the worse. And we are seeing the consequences of climate change, and we will see uh, some of them, and some of them will even uh, spill out of our hands uh, and, and, and spill out of control. So that that is something where should I say we couldn't be worried enough about uh, no, no reason to panic panic never helps but uh, we'll certainly see effects that uh, we as a world will regret later on where we will look back and say what we should be could we now um, I'm certainly not agreeing with the methods of uh, some of these groups uh, the way they're doing destroying fine arts from centuries ago can't see where that has any connection to climate change but and, and they should be fully held responsible for it, of course. But on the other hand is, yes, they have a point. And uh, if there is some truth about that the world is going to change drastically and for the worse in many cases in our climate, then getting attention on that point is certainly worth having. So obviously what they're doing is wanting to draw attention and they are having success with it. Uh, again, not not agreeing to their methods, uh, but there is really a serious point about what is going to happen to our world and, and the costs coming with it, also the costs in terms of society, of, of environmental destruction. So uh, point is also we cannot just change it overnight. Um, there has been a lot of change underway already. There are a lot of solutions in place already that then may not be mature economically or technically yet. But that can certainly be accelerated, and by getting more attention, by getting more pressure, and and we all know from our private life, if there if there's some shortage, if there's some pressure, then suddenly things may be speeding up in, in the ways we behave, and that will happen to us as a society as well. So yes, we should fully focus on transforming our energy system into a, a, a renewable, eco-friendly, carbon-free uh, energy system, and that that even. Now will finally also help us in terms of energy security, where we are dependent on fossil imports, fossil fuel imports from countries we wouldn't like to be dependent on, uh, on the one hand. And suddenly, with the things we've seen over the past one, two years, also even in the, in the energy markets, it's even a good price alternative, finally. Yeah? Something mm. that before was just something expensive to be subsidized is suddenly becoming... Uh, getting into what we call market parity or even cheaper than that. Yeah, Meaning the cost for renewable energy is, is dropping due to technical advancement and suddenly becoming a real economical alternative. So in this case, we see a positive spin or spiraling uh, upward in that direction, which can give us hope again. And do you think, I, I, I read an article, actually it was published, I think it was on Wednesday, around climate litigation. And there is a certain country in this world where we've both been or still are that loves a bit of litigation. And, and I was reading through it and, and 
you know, one example, it's not just, <clears throat> you know, grown-ups fighting grown-ups. There is a young group of youngsters in Mexico who filed a number of lawsuits against the government saying, we don't think you're moving quickly enough and you're destroying our world and there's just all these pockets around the world. Do you think, obviously, yes, on the flip side, the cost of renewable energy is coming down, so suddenly people go, oh, my God, I can't afford my heating bill. Actually, I'm going to take this more seriously. But do you think sometimes people sit up when there's lots of court cases where you go, do you know what, you're going to be held accountable. In fact, you might be punished formally. And we're talking, obviously, the big, you know, governments, perhaps, or, or big institutions. Do you think we're going to see much more accountability slash litigation over the next couple of years surrounding climate and, and I guess, efforts to change? We will. I'm, I'm certain of that. Will they have success with it? I don't know. It's it's more in the same pocket, in the same area of, like you mentioned, extinction rebelling, uh, gluing yourself to a street or, or, or destroying yeah. some fine arts. It's more for the case of getting attention. Yes. Now, will that have success? Yes, it will. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been working in global corporations, and they are very sensitive to what is happening uh, in politics, on the streets, if they get some protests, if, if they get some litigations then they will think about and react to it because they don't want to have their, their, their image tarnished either. At, at the contrary, they want to be there with a positive image. So in that re regard, uh, those groups who are taking these steps, they may be knowing that they won't win anything uh, in the court, but just by the attention they are drawing to it, just by the publicity they are getting around it, they may even be fully losing their, their cases in the court, but then they'll be standing there and making the point to the press and the CEOs of this world will listen because they will not want to be the next ones sitting in the courtroom. They're having to respond why they are the main destructors of our climate here. And that is true to a certain deal also for, for politics and for governments. So, yes, we'll see more of that. Um, I, I'm not an attorney myself, uh, but I've seen a lot of those cases. I'm in a lot of those cases. So it always has uh, other sides in, in publicity, in, in image, in, in attention. Uh, so they are more professional in drawing that attention in a public way. And let's say, is it a just way of using it? We could discuss. For the sake of drawing attention to the right course, it, it at least will be effective. Yes, that's what I believe in, what we will see. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's the right type of noise, which I guess leads on to my next question, because, you know, in, in a lot of countries where you have you know, a government that dictates, you know, and then people, some will follow, some won't. And, you know, sometimes things are a success, you know, measures to increase, I don't know, housing or, you know, the, the standard of living. But often I think when there's that sort of, <clears throat> you know, I guess bottom up um, attitude change, we see it, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier around, you know, what recession, you know, I don't see any change in behaviour in the UK at the moment, which I don't know which, whether that's good or bad, often when you see a change in behaviour and attitude, that can create that wave of change, that wave of need, and suddenly then it's that bottom up, the governments go, oh gosh, look at this uproar, look at this need, and then they change. Mm -hmm. At a consumer mm -hmm. level, and this is just my opinion, you know, we've got all these directives, we've got the evidence, we've got some fascinating individuals that are, you know, campaigning uh, on behalf of, of, you know, the world, the climate have done for many years. We have, you know, the COP summit, we have all of this stuff in place, but I don't think it's yet enough. I don't think it's hit, as I describe it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith sat in their four bedroom, I'm going to make some assumptions here, detached house, 
not driving an electric car, maybe an SUV, whatever it is, um, and just living life, which they should be able to. But Mr. and Mrs. Smith have, you know, children who have children who will have children. What is that world going to look like? What What is it do you think, and it could be a multitude of things, um, is going to be needed in that sort of immediate to midterm, or we, let's just say over the next year, to to shift that dial when it comes to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the consumer, their attitude. I think the cost of energy has been a real shock, but is that enough? Because if, if renewable energy is cheaper and, and we find solutions, does that mean, oh God, thank God my bill's not as much and we just will carry on and by default we'll be using more renewable energy, but will our attitude towards consumption the car we drive, the way, will that change? Yeah, what, what, what do you think might be needed to shift that dial around consumer attitude? To, to be honest, price. Um, yeah. let, let, let's, let's look at ourselves. Let's, let's look at the, the great majority of consumers in, in the end. Um, people would like to do the right thing, would want to do the right thing, are all, of, all for it. When it comes down to paying the price for something, then quickly... The cheap, the thing is, is, is chosen that is more affordable. Um, so I believe there is a big majority of people who are all for it, of uh, shifting to renewable energy. Uh, but then, when it comes to to the consequence of paying a higher price, then 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 rather not. We see that behavior in in, in many areas. Uh, there is a certain premium people are willing to pay on on top for doing the better thing, but it's all very very limited. So in the end, it will be to have to be, a, let's say, a, a joint effort of public and, and governmental structures to nudging society in the right direction, setting the right frames for, for furthering, for promoting, for example, renewable energy, carbon emission reduction also in the private sector, um, like things are happening. And these things can be accelerated uh, and then consumers will follow. Yeah? They, they will not, not be opposed to it. Um, so whatever there is of goodwill in society already to shift into the right direction can be positively channeled there by the helping structures and infrastructures that need to be set by, by, uh, by public regulators, by, by governments. Um, think about these climate rebel, rebels. Sometimes I'm thinking about it. I wonder how did they get to the place where they glued themselves to the, to the highway? Did they come with a bicycle? Or did they come driving in the diesel SUV or in daddy's diesel SUV? Okay. Quite. <laughs> me, no, no, you that think joke, that. Yeah? And, <laughs> and, and, and after they've been cut, cut off from that road, will they go back to their homes where they sit at candlelight to watch the Netflix series? Or are they uh, heating their homes and uh, switching on the lights like, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like you mentioned? Probably they are. But still, they have a point. Fair enough. Yeah? Uh, uh, young, young, idealistic people. And... Um, and again, it, it will not just be that, that, that there is some grassroots initiative in, in this whole thing, and that, that is good, and that could be channeled. But overall, we will need uh, a really a public conscience uh, uh, and a public consciousness about, around uh, the question of climate change and setting, setting the right targets and goals and infrastructures here to, to move society into that direction. Totally agree. And, and I think, you know, my... Again, I think it's the, the the rhetoric, the language around this. You know, even the Extinction Rebellion lot are not living a pure life. We're not expecting people to live this pure life where they never fly, they don't get in a car. And 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 I think 
I also think there's some confusion. If I sat down, I'm going to use my poor mother as an example, but she's of a, of a slightly older age, shall we say, I won't give that away. Um, and if I said to her, mum, can you define, what, 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 what give, talk to me about a type of renewable energy. I think she'd go, uh, wind. And I wonder if people don't actually understand what are the different types of renewable energy. And more importantly, I think, I would love your opinion. People think that it's all got to be brand new. It's got to be, you know, wind farms that can typically take 20 years. I'm sure you know more accurately than I from the point of, of, of thinking about it to actually them being in existence. And actually, I think people forget that we've actually, renewable energy has been around for years. Like we've had, and it's 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 part of the environment. Do you think there is a lack of understanding and 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 people are just going well it's all got to be brand new and we've got to think about it from scratch and and i guess there's merit in that invigoration of what we have already got in place doing its thing yeah absolutely and it comes with with a double message that uh, when talking about uh, protecting the environment and then the climate we talk about resourcefulness right we want to use our resources in the most efficient uh, way we can and that is that is true also for all kind of assets in the area of renewable energy so in just uh, instead of just plugging the next brand new asset in there uh, let's look at what we have and let's see how we can optimize that uh, to the best uh, for, for society to the best for the resources we are using so that's absolutely an, uh, a thing and not just a niche we are looking into and should look into to, uh, uh, to, let's say, reuse, reutilize before just uh, breaking down and setting up something new. There is always a tipping point where that may make sense and where that is needed. Yeah, mm. you, you may have an old house that you could uh, isolate uh, with a third layer, or maybe it's, it's just better to really rebuild it in, with a modern standard and it will save so much more energy, uh, heating and, and, and power. Than uh, by trying to to isolate it, so it's uh, it's it's always uh, a good business case to look into what makes sense. Business case also in terms of, of energy generation, in terms of energy consumption, uh, but we definitely uh, are far away from from uh, from doing the maximum, the most out of of the assets we have, and that's something we want to look into. Absolutely, I think it's it's an area. Just it's again lack of understanding. By this, but Rishi Sunak, who's proposing that uh, in the UK everybody studies maths until they're 18, and I, I, I can kind of see a benefit of that. You know, like I left school not knowing about a mortgage, not knowing about bank accounts, and what you know. And actually, I think should there be something in there around how you behave, how you use and live in harmony with the environment, rather than just its career, its money, its numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, and it is around getting to the basics. I look at the books that my son reads. There's nothing. It's all focused on people rather than the environment. Mm -hmm. The environment's a backdrop. So I think for me, education, even when you think people understand it, is is key. And perhaps, you know, unfortunately, when it hits someone's back pocket, so to speak, then they go, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to read into this because I this this is hurting me financially. And if that is the catalyst it's going to cause some shift change. And some people may revert to normal behaviour thereafter and others might go, actually, yeah, I don't want to go back to that. Not only have I saved money, but actually I want to change my behaviour because I've bothered to now learn something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just to summarise or finish this off, if you like, and it's quite a big question. Um, 
2023, what do you think will be the three biggest changes or, or movements even that we will see globally, or perhaps you might want to break it down into regions surrounding renewable energy? That's, uh, that, that's, that's a big question. And uh, let me make a bold forecast for 2023 at the risk of being held, being held responsible for it. But uh, um, j just choose to list the main items where I believe we will see those major changes or breakthroughs uh, is renewable energy in general, renewable energy power generation as, as first point, uh, breakthroughs around green hydrogen, and thirdly, around carbon-free or carbon-emission-free um, uh, mobility, meaning electric cars, but also mobility in other areas, uh, airplanes, ships, uh, ship transport, uh, transport. Um, let me elaborate just a little bit on that. First point, renewable energy power generation. We have seen a massive, massive explosion of energy prices, as we said even in the introduction already. Um, now, we're saying on the one hand, renewable energy prices have come down or the cost for producing renewable energy, it's only part of the truth. In reality, the power market has edged up so much that now even cost of renewable energy looks cheaper uh, price-wise mm. than, than the general market. Uh, and uh, that, of course, as painful as it is for all of us as consumers, whether private, residential, industrial consumers, uh, it simply is becoming the, the cheaper alternative which then also will lead to a much stronger uh, spur of investment into that area, much more focus on it, not just government-driven, as we spoke during our interview about subsidies to make those costly uh, energy generation forms, wind, solar, hydro, uh, wave technology, whatever is in there, or geothermal heat and, and all these many alternatives, to, to make them somehow uh, sustainable in, in, in an economical sense, but it'll just come by themselves. People, industries, investors will choose to invest into that into that line of business because it is the better alternative, also economically. So we'll see a, a massive uh, increase of um, investment into that direction. Uh, into that direction, that's uh, what I'm, I'm certain of here. Um, green hydrogen. Uh, it is still a bit, bit away in, in terms of becoming the general solution for, for mobility uh, or for, for industry, but it is the alternative uh, for many industries to decarbonize. Steel, for example, or, uh, cement industry, just the steel industry is globally responsible for 8% of, of carbon emissions of the planet, which is massive. And we cannot just point our fingers at the bad steel and dirty steel industry, it's us, the consumers. We are using steel in our cars, in our houses, in, in our everyday life. So somebody is going to produce it, be it in the UK or in China. But, but, but it will be produced and the emissions will be there. And one of the few alternatives to really get it carbon-free is by using hydrogen and preferably renewable produced hydrogen. So we'll see an, uh, also a an, an, uh, stronger, will it be a breakthrough? I don't dare to say that, but it, we will see a strong trend going into that direction. Uh, at the same time, this, this molecule of hydrogen is so versatile in so many areas. For the chemical industry, we could heat our houses with it, we could replace gas with it, uh, we could replace uh, fuel with it. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of options here. So we'll see more on that. So second point. And then thirdly, yes, mobility. I mean, 
besides your 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 power bill at home and the gas bill, probably also the fuel bill hasn't become lower uh, whenever you're driving a car uh, or being driven by an Uber or wh whoever is, is driving the car. But even if you want to drive to your place at the highway to get glued to the highway, somebody needs to drive you there, right? <laughs> uh, so that's expensive. Um, and therefore, uh, th therefore, we will see also a massive uh, upturn in, in the use of electric vehicles and in, in, in other alternatives uh, to fossil fuels here as well. So sim a bit similar in the trend, we will see uh, most of the focus on, on electric cars, but we'll see alternatives also in terms of, of hydrogen fuel cell driven, maybe trucks, uh, ships. Uh, we're, we're looking into, into uh, um, carbon free or carbon neutral fuels for, for, for planes. Um, and I think that is something when we look back at the end of this year, 2023, where we'll see, yep, there has been a, a massive uh, um, increase in, in all of these technologies. And we wish we would have been in that trend uh, also with our investments. Quite, absolutely. Well, you heard it here first, listeners. Roland, it has been fantastic to talk to you, namely because I've understood everything you've been speaking about and I wish you could uh, be standing Wonderful. up there communicating. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you very much for your time. I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, remember to tune in next time and uh, rate, review and subscribe. Thank you.